Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of Podcast by Ignite. We took some time off. We have done a lot behind the scenes, uh, and we are very excited to bring you Season 2. We've got some new people on board. Uh, One of them is a video editor who is going to start doing a great job with everything we're making. Joining me, just like the first season, is Emmett Dean. How you doing, Emmett? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. We're going to be talking eSports, a little Valorant, some Rocket League, because there's a lot going on in the space right now. And if I'll say this just at the beginning. If there was ever a time, if you stumble across this by chance of YouTube algorithm or however you listen to your podcast, we're doing a lot. Now is the time. Click on the links in the bio. Join us. Head into our Discord. Follow us on social media. Uh, uh, we're moving at full steam, and we'll just start with the podcast full steam. Riot is is one of the biggest in esports. I, I would say maybe with views, they might at this point be the largest. And I don't know if you saw Emmett, but they had some pretty good numbers for their summer tournament, their League of Legends summer tournament that just happened. Peak viewership is up a significant amount. I'm sure some of that is COVID related, although this article that we have uh, relates it to some sort of new double elimination format that they're using in League of Legends. I would say that it's probably more COVID related. There's a bunch of people stuck at home. They don't have anything to watch. So they're pulling up League of Legends. They're watching it. It's a game they know and love Been playing for years now. Uh, And it's cool to see people that are really, really good at just various different things. And that's why people are starting to pick up esports. So, yeah, it's it's some crazy numbers with the average viewerships topping 800,000 viewers, uh, peak viewerships, 952,000 viewers, almost a million viewers at the same time. It seems like in some of these uh, esporting events with League of Legends, it's it's very impressive. Very impressive. Yes. And those numbers are just at once because it's the on minute average. That's not even yeah. in total, total viewership in these tournaments, which go on for, depending on the tournament, sometimes they're week, week long or just a weekend. So, I mean, they're pulling millions and millions of people that are watching. Uh, and it's, I, like you said, I, I do think it's partially because of COVID. The article had said that since 2016, they had kind of been down a little bit. And then this year actually is the highest they've seen since 2016. And that is esports in general and streaming, Twitch, YouTube are all doing extremely well because of COVID. A lot of people are getting into gaming and even, you know, a lot of people are watching them as well. Yes. So with one of them, they had a 27% year over year increase and the other one, a 70% year over year increase. That is absolutely insane, especially for a game that's been around as long as League of Legends now for it to not only pull this kind of viewership, but to have that kind of growth this late in its lifespan. That is absolutely unreal. It's very, very cool to see. And I'm sure that they're going to see some crazy numbers like that with Valorant's new esports that's about to start which is absolute i didn't think that they were going to get into it as quickly as they are but riot games has officially announced as well that valorant's in their their a tournament is coming up their first strike tournament uh they're hosting regional tournaments all across i mean they're moving which riot who makes league of legends they are also behind valorant and i i would say if anyone can do esports correctly it's going to be riot running valorant Definitely. Yeah, so there have already been a bunch of tournaments. FaZe held one. A couple other organizations held different tournaments. And, you know, I, I'm actually, you said it was early. I'm kind of surprised it's this late. Valorant, since its uh, conception pretty much was just, we're going to make the next big first-person shooter esports game. We're almost towards the end of season two now. 
and Valorant. Seasons are going by quick. I was expecting there to be a season one before season one had a real esports tournament because teams are have been around since beta already. Like there have been 100 thieves have been signing and changing rosters. 100 thieves has already gone through a significant roster change, and Valorant hasn't even hosted its own esporting event yet. So that's pretty wild. Um, you already have your top teams like TSM and T1, Cloud9. You already have really, really big personalities too, like Hiko and Tense. A lot of them come from a Counter-Strike background, but they're blowing up here at Valorant already. So, you know, in some ways it's early. In some ways it feels kind of late. They definitely already have a meta already established and everything before the first esporting events even happening, which is pretty wild to see. Yeah, I, I, there's been so much drama already going on with Valorant. There's so much that has happened that I, one of the big ones was Shroud, whether or not he was going to be coming to Valorant. And so I, I assume that the Riot has waited to do this because, like you said, there have been tournaments going on. I imagine that they have had some independent reviews, basically, them getting feedback about these tournaments because they want to make sure that this first Valorant tournament is, it goes as smoothly, smoothly as it can. They do everything right. Because, I mean, this is very... There's a difference between, obviously, between esports for a MOBA, like League of Legends, or a first-person game like Valorant. Now, I assume that Ryan is pro Riot is probably going to take some notes from CSGO with how they do things. I imagine we're going to see similar cameras and the way that uh, it's all going to follow. But if Riot wants to make Valorant the biggest first-person esports game, they have to do better than CSGO is. And I think that part of the reason we've seen a delay, that they've waited so long... Because they want to come out, they they want to come out swinging. They they want this to be the best that it can be. They want it to. They want people to not only play it instead of CS:GO, but now for the world to start watching it instead of watching CS:GO. And I, it's exciting. They they talk a few things in the article about how the way they're doing the tournament is that professional Valorant teams are of course going to be in it, but they're doing amateur teams as well. So they're having a qualifying system. Uh, through their tournaments to get anyone in, which is huge. I always talk about Overwatch used to do this. When Overwatch was first hitting the esports scene, they did the exact same thing. So in-game, they there was a ranking system already. There was a competitive system. And if you ranked at the top, at the time, I want to say it was one or half a percent or something, you got to play in a tournament with random people. And then if your team did well, you basically got to get into their first esports tournament. So I, I don't know if Riot has... Uh, kind of specifically said what that's going to look like but the fact that they're getting amateurs in i think that that's huge that's already a foot is it's already going in the right direction now you you definitely play a lot more valorant than i do I, I, how do you feel that they're already kind of opening up competitive play towards amateurs so there's a lot of things a lot of feelings i have toward towards ranked so um you know ranked the the amount of talent and ranked is crazily impressive for this game i mean you can even get to some of the lower ranks and still the talent or the amount of time that these players have put in to become at this level even in your really low ranks is impressive it's not like any other game uh the the closest other ones would be like a siege or a csgo it's just the people that play these games spend a lot of time playing these games they're not your average just gamer now that being said when i hop in a ranked game really in an ideal world what you're expecting is if my rank is appropriate for me then every game i play that night is going to be competitive and close like i don't want anyone going afk i want everyone to have a mic and i want it to go 13 to 12 every time 
if my rank is appropriate, then that is the outcome of every single game the whole night I play. And I think Valorant does a pretty good job at that. Sometimes in the lower ranks where I live, unfortunately, a lot of the time, you will still get some AFK people and some people that won't have mics. But the majority of the time in a game like this, you are going to get that competitive experience that you want. Something that I've noticed is every rank you go up, it seems like there's a larger than expected skill gap. The gap between a gold player and a plat player is a lot larger than you would expect two ranks apart to be. And even more so from plat to diamond, diamond to immortal, and then from immortal to radiant. You know, there's like so many ranks already, it feels like, and there's three of each type except for radiant. And it still feels like every jump is like a very significant jump in skill level. They There's actually a, a YouTuber who puts out videos where it's like two Radiant players versus five golds, and the two Radiant players will <laughs> smack the golds. Cool. And it's like, it, it's absolutely unreal to see stuff like that and see the skill discrepancy. And it's like, I, I normally live in gold. I spend a decent amount of time playing this game. If this is what the golds are that they're choosing and they're getting smacked this bad by the Radiants, like, the, the skill level is almost unfathomable to from like where I am to where a pro player is. So it's it's interesting to see that. I love, love, love that they're opening it to amateurs, not because I think a lot of amateurs have what it takes to actually compete at an eSport level, but I think you might be able to discover some hidden talent this way. In the past, it's been so hard to get into eSports. And, you know, these guys play at a radiant level. There's a lot of people that are radiants that aren't Shroud, that aren't Tense, that aren't Asu and these big Valorant names. They're just guys that enjoy playing Valorant and they're radiant. Why should these guys not have the opportunity to maybe compete, maybe get picked up by an org if they're in hidden talent and they're going to explode onto the scene? Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. And I like that they're encouraging more pro players versus comparing to CDL real quick who just went from 5v5 down to 4v4, didn't add any more teams. You're cutting like 12 of the highest level players of Call of Duty across their league. That's not what we want to be doing. We want to be growing the sport and bringing as many esports athletes as possible. So I love seeing this. And I also think it's great to see that they already have 20 partners and they're going to have over a million dollars in prize winnings for this. So, I mean, it's, it's a serious tournament. There's, this is no joke, especially for the first one. You know, other tournaments for games that um, have that kind of prize pool, it's not the first one of the game, right? It's mm -hmm. normally games that have been around for years before they get to these million-dollar prize pools. So it's going to be exciting to see where it goes. Absolutely. Comparing it to CDL, which is Call of Duty League, they just had their big tournament a couple weeks ago. Call of Duty, they have their season now, and it all kind of culminates to one big tournament. Well, League of Legends, and that's, again, that's owned by or operated by Riot, same Valorant's going to fall under probably something similar. They have tournaments all the time. They're not always the, these big tournaments, but I think part of the reason why so many people watch League of Legends as an esports is because you can turn in just about any weekend, tune in, and someone will be playing. There will be some teams playing, and they're not always uh, professional teams. It is They have amateur tournaments all the time. So I think with Valorant, they're, how we've talked before about how baseball, the minor leagues are very important for baseball. I think we're going to see something similar to that where you're going to have your professional players and your true teams, but a lot of players are going to be playing in this amateur, the, the second tier uh, competitive scene 
just because that's how Riot has done it in the past. I can't imagine they're going to try and change their system that's worked so well with Valorant. And so, like you said, whereas Call of Duty is trying to shrink those numbers a little bit, Riot usually says, hey, we want as many people to call themselves League of Legends esports players. I mean, if you go on Twitch and watch people playing uh, League of Legends, for instance, you can find quite a lot that are competitive players that are just streaming it. And we joke around with Call of Duty because basically when CDL, when a season ends with Call of Duty, all of those players stop playing that game and they just wait till the next one comes out. Valorant is it's something that they're going to iterate on. So it's when a new season comes out in Valorant, people aren't just going to stop playing it. But rather, people will get sucked back into it to kind of see how the meta is going to change. And at, a, at an amateur level, that those meta changes are huge because there is a, like you said, there's a much wider skill gap the lower you are, because when you're at the top, and I mean, there's still, there are some people at the top who are incredible, but there's just a a larger percentage of people in that amateur area. So when you have these changes, these meta changes every season, it can completely change the dynamic. And I think that that's going to be so much fun to watch amateur players play. I'm excited for it. I, 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 did they say when the tournament is supposed to December, December 3rd and 6th, I guess is when the finals of this are going to be. I think so. So, I mean, I, I'm excited for it. I know I'm going to be watching it because just to see everything they're doing with Valorant, I imagine a lot of people are going to start playing it again because that's just how this. a lot of people just play games that are on. So you see, hey, Valorant's number one on Twitch because of a tournament. I'll load into some Valorant. So, I, you know, we've, we've talked in the past before about can Valorant take out CSGO. Now that this has happened, what do you think? Like now that we're seeing kind of the direction they're heading in, do you think that Valorant has a chance to dethrone CSGO? I think it has a chance. I think it's going to take a long time to get there. Uh, some things that I like to focus on when I start seeing new esports, something I thought CDL did really well, is production quality, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, the biggest advantage in the esports world that CSGO has over Valorant is the ease to watch it. Because you and I you know, just growing up, playing various games forever. You can just watch CSGO. You know a flashbang's a flashbang. You know a smoke's a smoke. You know a molly's a molly. You know what an AK is and what, you know, I just bought a skin in Valorant where, like, my my sniper rifle is like a laser beam surrounded by things. So it's hard to understand and comprehend everything that happens in Valorant, especially when you watch pros play because when you watch us play, it's, you know, not coordinated. A smoke will drop and then this will happen and then this will happen. But when you watch pros play and you do a coordinated push, five smokes drop, three flashes go out. There's four walls, a flame wall, an ice wall, people slowing. You know, there's all kinds of stuff happening all at the same time. And unless you really play the game and you're up to date with it, it's hard for you to compre- comprehend what's going on. Um it, it, in that sense, it's kind of like watching a Siege or an Overwatch. I've tried to watch Overwatch before, never played Overwatch, couldn't understand what was happening at all. And I think that is the biggest issue with these type of games. Uh, we'll see if Valorant has a way to overcome that. I think that'll be their biggest challenge, if it's even worth it, because most of the people that are going to be watching Valorant Esports will play it anyway. Um, but stuff like that is what's going to help make it more mainstream. Yeah, I think one thing Valorant is really going to need, depending on the tournament that you tune into for CSGO, the commentators can really make or break what you're watching. Valorant is going to need some experts who know it. So that way, when you're watching, they can call out, like you said, they can call out every single smoke. They can explain everything that's happening. Because if you have, 
either commentators that are too slow to react or aren't knowledgeable enough to to know everything that's going on, I think you're really going to struggle. I I would say CDL had incredible people running it, and it was obviously they know what they're talking about. It's easier to kind of understand what's happening. I would say that Valorant, like you said, they're going to struggle with making the game seem simple or, or just making it palatable to people who haven't played it. Because I don't know most of the people who tune in. If you don't, if you don't play it, I don't think a lot of it's going to make sense. So you have to have it, maybe at the end of every round, you know, because there is kind of that 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 standby time. If they have replays where they can say, "Hey, this is this smoke. This phoenix did this. The you know this raise was able to use her special." And and if they can kind of talk people through, especially in this first tournament, because of how many new people are going to be watching this, I think that that will be huge for them. But that really comes down to. Who do they have broadcasting this? Who 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 are their announcers for everything? And that with, that's going to be big, yeah. With Rainbow Six, I loved one of their announcers. His name's Kickstar. He was a pro player before. He was an announcer, and you know their audience. You know you're not going to have some very many people that have never played Rainbow Six before watching Rainbow Six esports. So they know that a lot of their players are probably that gold, plat, maybe diamond range, or people that take the game seriously enough to play it consistently and they would break things down they would be like oh look at what this specific pro player is doing in this instance and he is doing this strategy he's put this here and he's doing this strategy and they would explain that to you and you would almost get an advantage in your own game from watching esports because you'd be like oh i can take what this pro player did oh, yeah. and worked at pro league level and i can Absolutely. take it to my gold game and go get five free kills because nobody else knows about it so there might be some stuff like that and i think they if they have the right announcers, like you said, and it's fast paced, so they got to keep up, uh, then it could it could help solve the problem. I'm excited to see how gameplay is going to change for those bottom tiers, because if you are watching the tournaments, odds are you're going to see some crazy dash moves or just some crazy spots that bottom tiers are never going to think about. I would imagine just by watching by watching these, by watching it live, you could easily gain a couple of ranks just by gaining knowledge, because while there is a lot of technical skill to Valorant, so much of the game comes from how, how, like how well do you react to everything? How do you know everything that's going on? So if you're watching people in a tournament setting play it, and, and you just see all these strategies, especially if you're playing with a five stack, where you and all of your friends can start coordinating, I think we're going to see all of these bottom tiers kind of start to move up a little bit as as these tournaments come out because these lower tier players are going to be able to watch it and start learning stuff that they otherwise would have probably never known definitely yeah it's a uh, it's it's just exciting right cuz esport now is the time i know we have college football coming out or the sec specifically starting we have esports. I do wish that we could be on site for some of these esports. You know, maybe by December, who knows what will happen. I would love it if Ignite could go to this, this first Valorant tournament. But, you know, we'll see what the state of the world is at that point. Yeah. I do uh, I do want to talk about Rocket League a little, unless you still have some Valorant to talk about. Let's talk about Rocket League. There's yeah. some kind of event going on. It's huge. I, I want to talk about it because Rocket League is probably one of my favorite games of all time. And we have part of Ignite is, is helping out streamers. It's just connecting with players from all over. And it's free to play. I'll just say it. Rocket League is free to play now. If you have ever thought about playing it, now is the time. You, I, It's free on the Switch, the Xbox, PC, everywhere, PlayStation. And it, it's it, the reason I'm saying that is because I think that to compare it to esports, Rocket League actually has a really good 
esports scene that doesn't get all that many views, unfortunately. Their tournament prize pools aren't always great. They, I mean, there are a lot of people competing in it, but to me, just because I, I think I enjoy playing Rocket League so much, I always felt a little cheated that the esports scene wasn't bigger than it is because there's, I just, in my opinion, there's nothing else like it. But I just, you know, just kind of brief Epic Games bought Rocket Psyonix, the company that makes Rocket League. I have it pulled up. I think it was May of last year. Yeah, May, May 2019. And at first, people, especially Rocket League players, were a little worried because Epic Games, they kind of, that's how they've been doing things. But part of their system is Rocket League has a battle pass. They call it the Rocket Pass in this. So they can afford, I mean, they're making a lot of money off that. So they can afford to not charge for the game. And Epic just said, hey, let's just make it free to play. I, I don't know if I have the one pulled up with how many numbers. I saw, so playing on Xbox on the weekend, you'd maybe have like 200,000 people on the servers on a good weekend. Uh, before the server shut down because there were too many people playing, someone got a screenshot of 800,000 people playing. So four times as many now that it's free to play. Uh, and wow. yeah, so we'll that's put, huge. It, it's, it's, I, for Rocket League, this is absolutely huge. We'll put in the description a link because Epic Games has a Fortnite Rocket League kind of uh, thing going on. So uh, we basically have a link of a walkthrough of all the challenges you're going to need to do. And yeah, I, I just, I just kind of wanted to talk about Rocket League because if you play it, and again, if you stumble across this video by some chance of algorithm, hop into our Discord. We're going to have links below. I want to get back into Rocket League, but I kind of want to start playing. I, I want to try and get like two more or so players playing. And I know, you know, maybe Emmett, you probably don't want to be playing too much Rocket League with me. <laughs> but uh, hop in our Discord. It, we're awesome. It's it's the IGNTE Discord. We're playing a lot. And I just really wanted to talk about Rocket League because I think that it's an incredible game that now that it's free, everyone should try. Um, and that, you know, that... There's my soapbox. That's all I really have. I just, I just it's just exciting to me that we're going to get a bunch of new players. Also because in in a an influx of lower level players means that by comparison my rank will start to go up. <laughs> uh, because the more people you have at lower ranks, they don't change the percentages. It's just based off of who you're playing against. So, you know, play it so Jacob's just excited to smack some new <laughs> Fortnite kids in Rocket League. That is. Uh, as much as I love, uh, you know, those hard competitive games, nothing's quite as much fun as winning 10-0 in a match of Rocket League. It is very cool, though, that Epic's doing kind of this collab between Fortnite and Rocket League with both the graphic styles kind of matching a little bit and the rewards. Doing these challenges, you get a reward in each game, which is really cool that you'll be able to redeem that. Uh, I hope they do some more stuff like that, or maybe even uh, it'd be cool to see Riot do something like this with League and Valorant, because I know a lot of their players actually played both. It would be cool to get a skin in both, especially since skins are so expensive in those games. <laughs> so it would be really cool to see Riot uh, do something like this if this goes well for Epic, which yeah. I imagine it will. That's actually a good point. I I know that there were quite a lot of people who came from League of Legends into Valorant because of how they were being advertised. I'm actually surprised that we don't have any skins that are yeah. cross because i feel like that would be huge for them right if you're listening i will try out <laughs> league of legends if you give me a free valorant skin. I, I would yeah <laughs> if it said hey you have to play like five matches and you get some really cool skin i would definitely do yeah. that we would have a, a weekend where we would all play uh, league of legends together on stream we'd just be mad it would just be us <laughs> yelling and not understanding a game for two hours exactly uh well that's good uh emmett you got anything else you want to talk about I think that's it for me tonight. Yeah, we part of what we're doing with season two of the podcast, there's going to be a lot coming. Like I said, we have new editors, we're, we're making fancy new animations, and so we're going to make our podcast a little bit shorter, so that way, 
and now we're just kind of having fun talking about video games, which we absolutely, I mean, th this is our passion. We love playing them. We love talking about them. Uh, all of the links are going to be in the description. I, I'm hoping that this gets to a lot of people if, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you are hearing it wherever you listen to podcasts. Seriously, click the links, hop into our Discord. We're friendly. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're doing great stuff. We're, we're really getting the ball rolling. Uh, thank you very much, Emmett, for joining me. I think that that's all we got for today. No problem. See you next time. Yep. See you guys next time.